What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Not After 30 podcast? What's up, everybody? Thank you for downloading, tuning in, and checking us out. I have the uh, long-awaited return of Tim Carr Live. Yes, that's right, the Midnight Owl. Back, free form and no script, and complaining. That's right, this is, um, you know, we had one title picked out for this at the end of the podcast, which was uh, Dirty Ass Cell Phones, which still stands. But um, also, when Tim sent me his audio file, he wrote it as um, Tim and Anthony's COVID special, which I kind of like that title more. So I think I'm going to name this twice. Yeah, I don't know. Um, We're in lockdown and things are crazy, so it is what it is. Uh, As always, thank you for supporting the podcast. If you do like this podcast, please share with your friends because we want to grow. We have, I talked to Aaron Tulip the other day, and hopefully soon he will be returning to the mic. He's uh, taking some time to get adjusted to Ontario life. Uh, the boys from Mustard will be back, and who knows, maybe even some sports talk. Um, okay, with that being said, um, thanks, and uh, here we go. This is the Not After 30 Podcast, a podcast about reminiscing about your 20s while surviving your 30s. Now, it's time for the show. Is this the most difficulty we've ever had, like with anything? Yeah, man, and I'm pretty sober for this, so it's fucking <laughs> ridiculous. All right, you can still hear me loud and clear. I can hear you ten times better now. Okay, let's. Uh, and you're still recording on your end. Yeah, I'm still recording on my end. Okay, uh, let me just double check that I'm recording this. I'll start recording. There we go. From the top, all right. What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Not After 30 podcast? The long-awaited return of the hoot man himself, Tim Carr from the Midnight Owl. What's up, baby? Hoot hoot. Long time, folks. Yes. Glad to be back. Happy to have you back, my dude. Um, it's been a long time. The world has fucking changed. Yeah. Remember back in the day when we were like, hey, let's not talk about COVID because it's uh, everybody else is talking about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> the fucking there's all that there is now. It, the world is it, the world just too crazy. And like not only not only is it too crazy, but we're in the wrong time of the year to be negative. Like this is the the start of the Christmas spirit, the Christmas season, the holiday season. Um. And, like, I'm spending way too much time at home with way too many Christmas decorations, so I'm scared. Yeah, I'm putting up my stocking. That's it. I fucking give up on Christmas this year. I'll try to be less of a Grinch next year. I'm fucking done with it, man. You know, Grinching ain't easy, but someone's got to do it. Oh. All right, man. So... I apologize. I yeah. am fucking out of it. It's been a half hour of fucking like trying to get this shit going, and uh, we have successfully overcome. <laughs> yeah, technology it, will not defeat <laughs> us. I don't care if we're over thirty or not. You know, everybody's on these Zoom calls. Hopefully, so we can get one of these experienced people to train us. But uh, <laughs> it's hard to get back in the groove, eh? It is so difficult. Um, I, I, to be honest, 
I so badly wanted to record with somebody in studio, but just the way the world is right now, my wife will not have any of it. She's like, I don't want you in a small room with someone I barely know. Like, yeah, no, I get that, but I still want a podcast, so... So it, Toronto is back into the the red zone now, right? Like, are you guys going full lockdown? Well, uh, it's it's a slight modified lockdown, but um, for the most part, non-essential businesses can stay open. Or sorry, are closed, and essential businesses are open. Uh, but it's so much more than that. You know, it, it's weird, right? Because um, so I so I don't live in Toronto. Um, I work in Mississauga, which borders Toronto, kind of, and um, unfortunately, because of that, uh, my business is locked down. Even though I live one city over from that, uh, we're not in lockdown yet. We're kind of in this uh, don't be assholes or you'll get locked down state, so that's us. Yeah. That's so funny. From the outside, anything in the GTA to us is just like, oh yeah, that's Toronto. Like, yeah. Brampton is Toronto. Like, all the way down, probably, I would say Pickering is definitely Toronto. Oshawa, it's, like, on the border of, like, mm, basically Toronto. You're right. But <laughs> when you're there, everybody else sees it like, yeah, like, we're all distinct and stuff. But, uh, well, you wouldn't know Toronto's fucking locked down, and I understand why all the other towns are having to do it. Uh, like, I live about two hours away, maybe a little bit more, a little bit less from Toronto. And uh, we're sure as shit seeing a ton of Toronto people winding up this way. You know, uh, the Airbnbs, like, we're, I forget what stage we're in, but, and our case counts are pretty low. I think we're only at, like, 22 for the Quinney area, which is, you know, a, a couple thousand people, like, tens of thousands of people. So that's pretty good, but, like... Uh, for the Black Friday uh, stuff that was starting up last week at Walmart because the Toronto department stores were closed. Like, we're hearing all these rumors of uh, people from downtown Toronto showing up, lining up, and uh, bragging about, like, oh, yeah, our Walmart's closed, so we drove down here. It's like, oh, fucking thank you, buddy. <laughs> thank you. I'm not, I'm not even <laughs> like, Fuck. It like picked in uh like it's it's had a real gentrification over the last few years. It turned from like this like little hick uh place out of the way into million dollar homes and wine vineyards and stuff. All summer long, fucking Quebecers coming in and like that's where all the cases spawn from. Like I don't know if you were having to do it uh at your business, but like we have residency checks now when you go to get like your haircut. You know what? I, I think it's a good idea because uh, that that's that was one of our biggest things is is that like I mean what's the the the, the clientele doesn't care like they're gonna go wherever they can get a haircut and I mean like, that's mm -hmm. my wheelhouse right you know that's how I make my living and uh, you know I, I lost I'd probably say close to five percent of my male clientele during the first lockdown maybe they were coming this way for work you know whatever I, I don't know but. Uh, I lost. I lost probably. Uh, yeah, I'll probably say about five percent, maybe close to five percent of my male clientele, just because it was. I mean, we we shut down for three months, and you know, and any guy knows that three months your hair is going to grow, and in two months you're going to notice it's going to look like shit. So, uh, I, I have a lot of clients who basically did what you're saying. You know, like move up to their cottage full time because they can work remotely. And uh, yeah. I just found a barber there that could that could do their hair. 
Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't... It's so confusing. Nothing's black and white, and I don't want to, like, just sit here and give people shit because if we're seeing, you know, a couple hundred or a thousand people from Toronto come down every week to shop at our stores and stuff, and, like, I had this argument with somebody, like, well... Think about how much money we bring into our area. And I'm like, that's not the fucking point this year. Like, it's tough on everybody. We got to, like, like, this isn't that conversation. But, yeah, like, if that few of people are actually coming down, like, you got to really thank Toronto for trying. It's just the few assholes that don't give a shit in the first place we're seeing. That's exactly what the problem is. You know, there's there's a lot of people who's like, my life can't stop because of this. My life's too important. I need to keep doing this. If you're not gonna let me do it, I'm just gonna find a way to do it. Like it, it really is like you know, like I hate to I hate to to, to say it like this, but I find it's like this real like millennial attitude, right? Where it's just like, oh, cool, you said no, bro. I'm just gonna do it anyways, man, and it's gonna be fine. Like, I just it, yeah. it makes it makes me so crazy because. You know, there, there's businesses like my business. It's a family-run business for 42 years, and we lost June, our our second most prof- profitable month, to COVID, and now we're going to lose our most profitable month. And you know, we we depend on that to kind of carry us through the the, the two harsh months of January and February uh, until life starts yeah. to pick up around March. So it's it's real tough, Fuck. real real tough, man. Well, like, uh, you mentioned, like, the people not wanting life to stop. Like, I, I can't imagine what you're going through. That's, that sucks. That, like, yeah. in all honesty, like, you're doing everything right and you only wind up punished. Like, that. that's terrible. But, like, you are saying the, the words people saying not wanting to have their lives go on hold or stop. That was verbatim what people were saying. And I... <laughs> I'm going through some family stuff right now and like we'll we'll get into it later but I'm hyper focused on the covid cases right now and like I said like I understand it's not black and white a lot of it's gray but we we're hearing all these rumors about these people uh all the hotels in our area booked up for Halloween and it was because these people wanted their kids to be able to have Halloween and in the red zones they weren't going to let them so they were having, like, their Halloweens in the parking lots of all these hotels and stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah. Which, okay. <laughs> Not to look fucking crazy, <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I I was pissed about it. And I, I like, I was hyper-focused on it. And um, the long, we'll get into this more, but I found out three weeks ago that a family member of mine, she has cancer. So, like, if she gets fucking COVID, she's done. And she's isolated. She had to, she, over the course of this, she's talked to the nurses and like she is in a strict bubble. She can't go out for while she's in treatments or surgery. So for the next like six months, anywhere other than the hospital and home, she can sit in the car maybe if we're pushing it, if we go to the stores. But like, so it's all this is happening and I'm freaking the hell out. I woke up one time and I just like started calling all the hotels in town and I put on my uh, Midnight Owl voice. And I was just like, uh, hello, my name is Tim. I'm just calling to do some research right now. Um, during the Halloween weekend, there's some uh, uh, recurring rumors happening that all of the hotels in town booked up with people from Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a bit nuts. But, like, put them on watch. Just call- put, make sure that yeah, the Midnight Owl's just- got them on watch. 
I was like, you know what, fuck this. Like, I'm just going to do a podcast episode, and if I could record some of these people saying it. Like, the first guy was real corporate, and he's like, uh, not to our knowledge. We uh, we had 50% capacity that weekend, blah, blah, blah. And the next person basically confirmed that's what happened. Yeah. I, uh, and I was just like, I got to fucking let this go, or I'll act like an insane person. We, so, um, my, my wife's family um, is mostly based in North Bay. Or originally based in North Bay, I should say. So we're t- we're talking like three and a half, four hours, but with toddlers, it's like a six-hour trip north. Oh yeah. And so uh, we were every year um, they do like a Thanksgiving weekend thing there, and um, we were we were hemming and hawing about whether to go or not. We opted to go, and um, we th- we said to ourselves like North Bay has one death and like twelve cases. We felt pretty comfortable about going. So we go, we rent a, we get a hotel room. I was blown away by the protocol in the hotels. I thought it was very good. Like everything from the, the way that they greet you, like how they greet you to when you get into your room, they have like a, a sealed sticker that goes over top of the door to, to show you that no one's been in there since it's been cleaned. And I was like, wow, that's fantastic. Like, I mean, this is like some really good protocol. Until yeah. halfway through the day, I open the door to see the cleaning lady in the room cleaning, no mask on, just like, just like working away. And I'm like, okay, first of all, like you could, you could, you could be a problem, right? On top of that, like you yeah. should definitely be wearing a mask if you're cleaning areas where people have been in. But you know, who am I? Who am I to say? What do I know? And also, too, it's like, oh man, like I, I every day. I hear something different that contradicts what I know, and it throws me for, I don't know if it's bad information or if we originally got bad information, but like you, I went, I went through like a wormhole with COVID just to know how to keep myself safe and keep the family safe, and then I've got these, these fucking quacks sitting in my chairs being like, you know, if you sneeze into a Kleenex and leave that Kleenex on a table, tomorrow you will have COVID. What? <laughs> Yeah, man, it's been absolutely nuts. Like I, I was one, I was at one spot, uh, and I know the guy, and it's not like his life is going great. It's not like he has it all figured out. He's just the fucking random dummy, and he's sitting there. Doctor Tam comes on the fucking news, and you just see him like start squishing his face together and shaking his head, and like this is all fucking bullshit. And I'm like, really, buddy? Like. Yeah. I know the garbage life you have, and you're going to sit there and contradict a fucking doctor because you're so fucking smart because yes. you got it all fucking figured out, you stupid shit. Oh, you mean... You mean but, like, the, you don't want to be the bad guy. Like, yeah. when do you ever say anything? I, I, lo- I love people who, who try to tell me that. Dr. Tam doesn't know what she's talking about. I'm like, oh, you mean the, the head of all the doctors in the country? You mean the, the top doctor in the country? You're telling me she doesn't know what she's talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I don't get it. I don't get when we started, like, hating empathy and hating, like, I have a really dark sense of humor. I like to laugh at, like, pretty awful shit. But that's because I have empathy and compassion and I think about how terrible something could be and that's how I I deal with it. But, like, all these people just, like, if you're empathetic, if you're, all right, well, yeah, wearing a mask is fucking annoying. But, like, it's too much trouble for you to do. That's where, like, the line of how hard you're going to try is. That's it. Yep. (laughs) Well-known fact, that's actually where the line is. Oh, man. uh, 
let me ask you this, Tim. Let me take a quick side note. Maybe you can explain it to me. But how do we have like more and more cases every day with more and more like um, information isn't more like uh, what's what I'm looking for? Uh, more intensity of of uh, or the more urgency to be careful and to watch what you're doing. How do we have more cases? Like it, it, that doesn't make any sense to me. I think people just burnt out. And they said that the second wave, like, was coming, that that many more people have it, so the off chance of you getting it is that much higher. You know, like, they were predicting, if everything stays the same, the same kind of restrictions, we're going to see 20,000 cases a day across Canada. And then if anything relaxes anymore, if people stop trying, it's going to get up to 60,000 a day by Christmas. That's. Do we even have that many people in Canada? Come on now, like this. This sounds. <laughs> this seems like, like these numbers. Like when we were having like a hundred, hundred eighty cases a day, like whatever. I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. Like people are smart here. We're not gonna be like Florida. We'll be fine. No, that's not the case at all, man. Like it just. It just doesn't. Something to me just doesn't add up, and I can't put my finger on what it is. And I feel like it's like I just probably don't know enough about the whole. Like everything that's going on. I got to imagine that's what it is. So, yeah, yeah, it, it's just it's so much. It's uh, the the all the ways that like one area could you know, Brampton. I think they were saying has like at one point, um, maybe two, two or three weeks ago, they were up to nineteen percent. So like within that small area, nineteen percent of the people had COVID. So that's going to either double or triple if they can't lock it down. Or if they could lock it down, just go away. So you get these hot spots where just more and more people are going to get it. It's going to get worse and worse to the point, like, hopefully that, you know, somebody isn't going to start having a heart attack and try to put it off going to the hospital because they feel a bit uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like, you know the warning signs, but you try to just, oh, it's, it's gas or something. And then the next thing you know, a person doesn't wake up the next day. Like, it's all these other tangential deaths and terrible things that could happen if if we don't get it under control. Yeah, I agree. And also, just for the record, uh, my, my sister-in-law works at SickKids. You know, the hospital mm-hmm. is, like, the safest place you're going to be. Like, it's it's so – the precaution that yeah. they take there is wild. I feel for every everybody working – I'm talking everyone from – custodial custodial staff to surgeons everyone there is taking precautions no no one's cutting corners there especially at sick kids oh man like the the uh, horse stores have to hear what she goes through getting a, like a test every week getting uh put on two masks then a, a full body suit then a face shield like come on i put one of those face shields those fucking face shields i put one of them on i felt like i was wearing the, you know those those kooky glasses they give you where they're like uh ends of bottle caps and you can barely see out of them that's what i feel like when i wear yeah like the bubbles shields. glasses yeah. yeah exactly yeah yeah anyways yeah fuck yeah, I, yeah. I, I, i'm so tired I guess of it, long I'm and so... short is it's, it's like as long as everybody starts doing the bare minimum we can start getting past this and looking to like the end. Yeah, that's all. I'm on board for that too. Fuck. Um. <laughs> Way to start this podcast <laughs> on the right foot. Oh my god, yeah, that's been bugging me so much. I just had to get it out there. But uh, you know, fuck, uh, man, uh, I can't imagine what you're going through it. with the family, and like knowing that Christmas is coming up. Like, you seem like you have a great attitude, at least. Like. 
that's that's half the battle is we're gonna get through this next year's gonna be better yeah man that, that's just me man I'm, I'm i'm always trying to be the optimist and at the end of the day when i see stuff like uh you know like just like you know weirdos like wearing mat like the, the did you watch the south park pandemic special i absolutely did the chin diaper oh yes Fine. dude I, I was laughing pretty hard at that. When I see people wearing chin diapers, I just, like, I think to myself, I'm like, you fuckhead. Like, come on. Like, if you're going to wear them out, just wear it, wear it right. Like, I wore it for, like, excuse me, I wear it, like, 10 hours a day, every day at work. And, you know, yeah, it's not comfortable. It's not fun. My little ears um, definitely formed a callus behind them. Yeah, I don't I don't like it, but... I'm gonna do it to protect myself and others, and these fuckheads yeah. with their their dicks sticking out of their face like that just pisses me right off. It's just fucking lazy. Like, yeah. it, I don't know. I like I I had to get off social media for a while because I just I couldn't stand the fighting. They just I don't know. I I'm and that's part of the reason that I'm gonna transform the Midnight Owl like uh, to kind of switch this up to another thing is like the conspiracy theories, the, the constant fighting, the misinformation that's out there right now. It just, all of a sudden it stopped being fun to talk about when people literally, like I, I talked about the flat earth whole thing. Yeah. And I was like, that was pretty fun because everybody's welcome to their own opinions. But really, if you're going to deny science on that level, like I have a hard time understanding a person like that. The, the science is proven. And it's like, this is the same thing as flat earthers. And it's just because you're slightly inconvenienced. You're going to deny science. And I'm like, I just, I can't keep doing conspiracy theories or anything like that. It just, all of a sudden, all of that shit is just not fun anymore. People started buying it. Yeah. I, I totally, I, it makes sense. I, okay, so I, I have this funny flat earth story that I've been dying to tell you. Um, so I have a cl- I have a client. He's like a young guy. He's probably like uh, twenty one years old or something. And mm-hmm. him him and his girlfriend come in, and they usually get haircuts one after the, the other or something along that line. So just by chance, this time around, his girlfriend comes in first. I do her hair. We're chatting, and I don't know where how it came up, but she's like, "Oh, you know, Cooper thinks the the Earth is flat." I'm like what? And, I, you know, I had heard of <laughs> flat earthers, but I didn't know any flat earthers. And, I, and, and anybody who, who will tell me that they think the earth is flat, the first thing I'm going to do is assume that they're just, just like fucking trying to wise guy me. So I was like, no. And she's like, yeah, I'm telling you, he thinks he, like, we, we got, we've been in fights about it. I'm like, no, uh, come on. She's like, ask him, just, uh, just bring it up when he comes to get his hair done. So like three hours later, he comes by and his girlfriend joins us for the haircut and we're chatting. And uh, yeah. I was like, you watch anything on Netflix? He's like, no. I'm like, oh, I just watched this crazy documentary on on Flat Earth and how it, it possibly could be real. He looks at me he's like, I know, right? He's like, it just doesn't make any sense. If the Earth was round, wouldn't we all like fall off of it? There can't be enough gravity for everybody. And I was like, oh, fuck. There can't be enough gravity for everybody. Uh, there's not like a finite amount of gravity. <laughs> there's just like infinite amount of gravity, infinite amount of gravity around Earth. Oh my Earth god! Earth has an That's infinite. Amazing. Of, it's not like water where if we drink it all, it's all gone. 
Yeah, like, there's only enough hydro to fucking heat so many houses. How do we have enough gravity to continuously go around? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, it doesn't make, any, make sense. any sense. And I, I, I had to stop. <laughs> I had to stop oh, and, and tell him I needed a drink of water because I needed to remove myself. So hopefully when I came back, uh, we wouldn't talk about it, which wasn't the case at all. And he started telling me, he's like, yeah, man, he's like, you know, there's a lot of good information out there about how the earth is flat and how we've been lied to for a long time. And I looked at him, I'm like, Cooper, you got to watch this documentary I watched. And I, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called Flat Earthers, but it's on Netflix. I think I it, saw that one. It's yeah, fucking great. Yeah, right. And like the whole documentary they talk and about. Stuff and talking to them. Yeah, exactly. And, and the whole documentary, they're, they're getting to this. It's it's a mockumentary. It's not it's not a documentary, right? It's a mockumentary. But the whole thing they're talking about how it could be true, and these guys are gonna put this experiment together, and basically the experiment is they're gonna take a high power le- uh, laser and shoot it through all these little holes that are gonna be like distance away, and it's gonna prove that the Earth is flat. Yep. And and um, the last scene of the movie is them realizing that the Earth is round because this experiment doesn't work. And and so I'm like, you gotta watch this documentary, my man. Like I can't stress oh, it so enough. Good. Cooper, you gotta watch this documentary. He's like, oh man, I'm totally gonna check it out. And like I gotta paint this picture of this guy. Like he's he's a nice kid. I've been cutting his hair for like eight or nine years. I've kind of seen him grow up, and he always seemed like one of those kids. Hey, maybe not the sharpest. Not to say he's dumb, but not maybe not yeah. the sharpest, but definitely in in touch or woke, as the kids would say. And he's like. Uh, and he's like long blonde hair, kind of like one of those, like skater California kids, kind of like just just looks like that, just looks like a, you know, whatever, just like a kid. And I was yep. just like, man, this guy, he's gonna watch this documentary and realize that the whole world is laughing at him. Well, I would like to uh, add the caveat here is that I have a close friend who, she isn't a flat earther, but. She is welcome and open to the idea of it, and we've had enough conversations that, like, I'll respect anybody that is willing to question science they haven't done yet without, like, outright buying into it. Like, so her and I greatly disagree on the outcome, but, you know, everybody's welcome to their own opinion if they at least look at the math or whatever, but, yeah... Yeah. yeah, just at the end of the day, man, it's, it's, I don't know, it was all that, like, it was just too much, so I'm hoping, yeah, I'm going to take a break for a while, I don't know how long, but uh, while I g- handle some family stuff, and then come back, and maybe just more of an interview style, maybe more of a focus on, uh, like, I, I've always been the science fiction guy, like, that's that's where my real strength lies, and I, I started the, the Midnight Owl because... I wasn't sure really what to do, and it seemed like it, the most straightforward way was to pick a topic, do the scripts, and then kind of come out of it, but it just wasn't feeling inspired to me. So, you know, it's it's time for a change. I've grown and learned a lot and had a lot of fun with the first incarnation of whatever the hell I was doing, and now it's time for something different. Um, oh, hey, I'm man. working with... Yeah? We're, we're, we're excited. Any, anything that Tim Carr can put out, I'm on board for Deadly. Well, and like, uh, I'm working on a script right now with Cat, too. We're going to try to see, like, what can. We, neither one of us have ever written a script before for an audio drama. So we're like, well, let's just do that. So it'd kind of be like a radio play, and we'll add in the sound effects and just kind of see where it goes. Kind of thinking, like, 
Clerks meets X-Files, if we can. But uh, all in all, just get back to the point that having fun with it. I love that idea, man. I love that idea. <sighs> yeah, I actually uh, was able to record an episode with uh, with Cat, but we haven't uh, released it yet. And uh, it in it, there's a story that hopefully can come back out is... Uh, the story of fucking Gary, my Leon's guy. He fucked me <laughs> over so hard. It's fucking insane. Is it? Okay. okay. Well, please so release what... it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I can kind of hit it here. And, like, if you, uh, if I ever do end up releasing that, you just hear it again, especially when I was more pissed off. Okay. This was, like, two months ago uh, when I first, I, I moved at him. My place, I found a buddy of mine had moved back to town, and I was like, hey, like, I can finally afford to rent a place, because it's so fucking expensive out here, like, and we're going to split it, it's going to be perfect. So I've saved up a bunch of money living where I was living, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to finally buy brand new furniture. No more hand-me-down shit, no more, like, broken springs or scratched up crap, like, I'm getting some decent furniture. So I went to Leon's, and uh, it was like our our area. It's either Leon's or brick, basically, if you're gonna choose for furniture. So I go to Leon's, and the fucking the salesman pops up out of nowhere, and he's like, uh, "Hi, my name's Gary, and uh, before we start today, I just need you to know, Gary doesn't lie. Gary's <laughs> gonna tell you how it is. <laughs> All right, fucking Gary, <laughs> like, what, what's nice, about to happen strong, right open, now, bud? Strong open. Oh, and he wouldn't, like, the whole time, he would not stop talking about him in the third person. <laughs> Fucking, oh, Gary knows, uh, Gary knows what it's like buying your first set of furniture, but Gary's been in the business for 32 years, so, uh, you know, you just come to Gary with any questions. Can Gary please be a character <laughs> on your new sci-fi radio show or podcast? Because, um, A, you're fucking, you're, just by the tone of your voice, I can picture what Gary looks like. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say like 48 year old Caucasian, receding hairline, um, kind of beat up clothing a little, not beat up, but you know, like worn in pretty well. Khakis maybe. Yeah, you're right there. That's basically Gary. Maybe age him up like uh, 10, 15 years, but right on the doorstep of that. Oh, I I can see it. Oh man, I'm in. I'm in. Oh fuck. So fuck yeah, like in this whole fucking story unfolds of fucking Gary fucking me over raw. Like uh I I find the the couch and the chair I liked. I spent like 6 hours there with mom just going like from spot to spot. We were going to pick out some nice stuff, right? Fucking Gary occasionally would pop up and give us his words of fucking wisdom. But uh you know, like, eh, when yeah. you're looking for a, a good a good chair, you gotta you gotta sit in it. You gotta really like. How would you sit in it at home, Tim? Would you would you slouch a little <laughs> bit? Yeah, are you are you a dick grabber when you sit? Like, how do you like to sit, Tim? I, oh, I can fun. see it, man. I'm in for the this this guy has to be a character for sure. Oh my god! So yeah, well, if I can, I can jump off the story. But uh, this motherfucker, I still. I've only gotten my chair so far. I went a month sitting on the fucking floor, and I'm not going to get any fucking furniture until, like, January, I think. Oh. Yeah. Maybe longer. Fucking Gary doesn't lie. Gary, fuck me. 
Not only does Gary lie, Gary Fox and never calls back. Oh my god. He didn't even put on lipstick. He just fucking went in raw. <laughs> mm. Yes, but you can look oh, forward dear. to that whole fucking story and Gary's fat ass daughter. Which I don't know why he <laughs> threw her under the bus, but at one point, like we were looking at chairs, and I was like, "What's the weight capacity of these kitchen chairs?" He's like, "32 years." Gary's never heard that question before. He's <laughs> like, "Oh, my daughter has that couch. Oh yeah, it'll hold up good. She's a big girl, so." I'm like, All right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I'm Gary's looking for a sale. Yeah, yeah. Not so only is Gary looking for a sale, he's looking for a best friend. <laughs> and a crane for his fat fucking daughter. <laughs> Son of a bitch. All right, good, good oh. to know. Leon, Leon's has not skipped a beat. Oh, fuck. Yeah, so, um, I was just talking about Cat. I apologize if I'm, like, discombobulated or not really going anywhere. It's been forever since I've been behind the mic. I think I'm, like, coming up on, like, four or five months. Oh, my God. You sound like an NHL hockey player. <laughs> uh, so, but Kat, uh, she uh, she helped me out with a few scripts and stuff like that. I called her my co-writer. She did uh, quite a bit of work on anything I wrote. Her, uh, she submitted her own for me too on the previous incarnation of the the Midnight Owl. But uh, she's starting her own project, and uh, I'm trying to teach her how to podcast because she might be getting behind the mic soon. Um, she's doing like a blog where she writes up stories. It's called Katrina Being Katrina. If you want to, anybody out there in Nana Nation wants to look it up, K A T R E E N A, uh, Katrina Being Katrina. So it's just fucking ridiculous stories uh, from her life. And then she's going to try to do a podcast, kind of maybe like a reaction to the to the episodes. She's not really quite sure. Just kind of directing people to her uh, to her blog. Well, we can definitely link to it, too. That way she has uh, maybe some better uh, better traction to it, too. Definitely. Oh, man. How are you feeling about this? I feel like this, like, I don't know if I'm just in my own head, but I feel like this episode's had a lot of, like, starts and stops, or, like, I just keep petering out into the middle of nowhere. Well, you can think that the shitty uh, techno uh, failures that we had, but at the end of the day, you know, like, I always get a kick out of uh, just talking with you, because, A, first of all, um, I'm going to be thinking about Gary from Leon's all night now, but... um, you know, I, I I totally miss I totally miss you. I totally miss Minute Owl, and uh, I've I've been I held back on some of the eps. You know, I, I think our original plan was like a monthly release for you, but I held back a couple months just to like stockpile a little bit, and mm-hmm. uh, and I, I didn't want to didn't want to get through that that um, second season so quickly. But um, yeah, I'm doing great. Like for all that's happening in the world right now, I'm doing great. I feel pretty great about everything too. But I, um, I, so how do I, how do I say this without being a total dick? But, um, I think this might be the best way. When, when I married my wife and when we got together, uh, and and started having kids, it was always in the back of my head that, you know, I would be the, I'd be the breadwinner. I'd go out and make money 
and um, and she you know she'd take her mat leave, and then we'd find like childcare and all that stuff. Um, so in my head, I always been like, yeah, I'm gonna be like a great dad, but I'm gonna be working because I like to work, I like what I do, I like making money, I like I like supporting my family. But yeah. you know, going back, I don't know eight months ago. You know, three months off, and I was like, you know, I was Mr. Dad. I was at home dad. My wife picked up a couple extra shifts from work, and, you know, life life just carried on. When I went back to work, it took a couple weeks to get back into the groove of things. I missed my kids a whole bunch because you miss those, like, little interactions that you have with it, have with them. Like, like just the other day, like, my daughter came by, and she's like, what's that, dad? And she points right at the, right at my dick. And like I wasn't naked or anything. I, it's not like I was, I was walking around the house naked, but I, I was in jeans and my my zipper, the the head of the zipper, has like a little tag thing. And I was like, oh, it's the tag for my zipper. And she's like pulling the zipper down, and I'm like, oh my god. Now my family room has two large windows that stare directly into my neighbor's kitchen, who has no blinds. And or or wall cover or window coverings of any kind. Yeah. So in my head, I immediately think to myself, my neighbors are staring at their window, and they've just seen this interaction with me and my three-year-old. So of course, like my first initial thing is to like look up into the window. I'm very relieved to find out nobody is staring at me, so I feel pretty happy about that. But that's a quick way to get a fucking red dot. I tell you that much. Exactly. So like all I can think about in my head is like. Fuck, man. Like, this is, like, totally weird. I'm definitely going to have to pay for, for therapy for my kid. This is definitely going to scar her later on in life. My, my wife's like, what do you what are you even worried about? She's not going to remember any of that shit. Don't worry. I'm like, yeah, or she will. And then, like, I'm going to be, like, um, the terrible dad that, <laughs> that um, <laughs> wore these flashy jeans. So, and you know what, you know, the, the what fuck you're up saying thing is, 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 like, you were... What's you that? had it coming. It, it was based on the way you were dressed. Yeah, what well, I'm basically <laughs> trying to say is like, turned on my four year old. So, oh yeah, yeah. She, she, she was. Yeah. So, but now, now I, I, I kind of petered off a little bit. But um, the whole thing is like you know, like, I, I never really signed up to be like a full time dad. You know, like in my head, my, I, it was always going to be like, yeah, man, I'll just like I'll, I'll play with my kids whenever I can. But I'm always going to work. And I'm going to work hard, uh, and I'm just going to provide for my family. But. Now it's like, okay, no, now I'm a stay-at-home dad, and it's all up to me to wrangle these animals and make sure that they're nourished and, you know, their young brains are developing. And, you know, it's tough. I mean, it's really tough in a pandemic because also the the crazy thing is, like, I trust my wife. If she was going to take the kids out, I'm going to trust that she's going to take all the precautions necessary. That is not returned. My wife does not trust me to take the the, uh, necessary precautions and... It always, always, always fights behind everything. I'm like, I'm gonna go take them to the park. I don't want them at the park. There's too many kids playing there. I'm like, there's no kids playing there. Stop it. It's fine. But she doesn't want to hear any of that. So, yeah, it's always a battle. <laughs> oh fuck! I can just imagine. And like, loads of fun. Y- you've been there the entire time. So like, why do you have to earn the trust? It's not like you haven't like helped kept keep them alive as well. But uh, exactly. definitely role reserve <laughs> reversal. And like, all right, fucking yeah. What do you do, man? It's oh man. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's 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 all t- all types of crazy. And I mean, I guess it's just par for everything else. And yeah. 
So, I mean, other than that, I mean, that's probably like the biggest thing. Oh, we, uh, we were chatting a little bit about it during our, our tech mi- miscue at the beginning, but I threw out my back today, so I'm surprised. If you guys have he- heard me grunt through this whole thing, I got that old man grunt on right now, and it, you I mean, you totally forget. I don't, I don't know about you, Tim. I don't know if you've had any back back uh, pulls or throwouts or anything like that, but when you throw out a muscle in your back, you realize how you need your back muscles for basically everything but looking at your phone. Oh, my God. Like, and if you know you're going to have to sneeze, like, it's everything. Oh, my God. Uh, you can't exactly fucking go it. to sleep at night. You can't fucking, like, anything yeah. on the third shelf or lower, you're like, fuck it. Like, that's where it lives now. I don't give a shit. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, and I, I've had so much back I, pain and trouble. I've uh, had to start doing, like, fucking stretching videos, like, following the YouTube because yep. it's like it's it's better to look like a dork in your living room doing that shit every day than fucking like go out for three weeks because you're waiting for your back to feel slightly better. One hundred percent. Dude, I first of all, OK, we were driving home and I asked my wife to drive just, you know, from her parents place to back to our place. Fifteen minute drive. I'm like, honey, can you drive? I just I don't I don't think my reaction time is going to be great. Like, this thing's really bothering me. And she's like, yeah, no problem. I said. I know it's a hard ask, but can you please try to avoid, like, any kind of bumps, like any potholes, <laughs> sewers? I was like, really, like, it's just going to jolt my back, and I'm just, I'm going to feel, you're going to hear me go, Ugh! Ugh! and she's like, uh, she's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Now, in Milton, there are many main roads, but no worse main roads than fucking Ontario Street. Ontario Street... West, sorry, that's north. North of us is just choppy, chop, chop, chop. And I, I was like, don't take Ontario. Like, there's so many potholes. She's like, it's going to be fine. And then for eight minutes, I was like, ah. She's like, it's not even that bad. I'm like, yeah, it's not bad when you're driving and the potholes are on my side and these this beautiful <laughs> suspension is, is, is saving you but putting me through a fucking roller coaster. Dude, I, I got home. Like, so I, I've taken a handful of Robaxacevs today. I've, I've got a, a, a nice shiny coat of Voltron on, and I'm still feeling like shit. I'm, I'm slouched in the chair right now in this weird jumbo shrimp position where I, I just feel like I'm stretching it just slightly in hopes that I, I don't have to move for anything. Oh, well... Put an ice pack on there too, buddy, before you go to bed. I think it's like 20 minutes on, 20 minutes off, 20 minutes on. If I can, you'll feel a world of difference tomorrow. That's the plan, my man. I got, I got, um, I've got a, a, a compressed cold thing that, that I'm going to wear right after this. And then I got a heating pad waiting for me after that. Nice. I've, I've officially gotten to older age now. I'm officially on the downside of life. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, and now that it's happened, just fair warning, it's going to keep happening. Thanks, man. It doesn't, Thanks. like, this isn't a one-off. <laughs> what, Not what to be really grim, dark, funny, but, yeah. Like, uh, like, the next 25 days that, that potentially I have off from work is that it heals up nicely, and I can actually... See, my, my downside is I've been dieting pretty well. I've been keeping the weight off, but I haven't been exercising. Like, Running after toddlers is, is kind of exercise, but it's like, 
you know, like it's like your mom's exercise. You know, like my mom would always be like, "Oh, I don't need to be in shape. I cook and clean and chase after you guys. Uh, that's all the exercise I need." And my mom was pretty fit. Like my mom's always been pretty fit. But that's not real exercise. That's like that's like uh, muscle twitch exercise. That's not how to have a healthy heart exercise. So I really need to get myself doing something, even if I just start because the weather's still pretty decent. Um, yeah. Even if I could just do like a high pace fucking walk around my block a couple times, I think that that would just help help me keep at least the muscles warm and and not so leathery, you know. I've been enjoying the uh, the resistance band workouts. Uh, the, really? Yeah, and they're dirt cheap if you can find them. I think it's like oh, yeah. twenty bucks, and you don't go like uh, overly heavy duty or anything, or like uh, the top tier strength. But it's right. like you find the YouTube video, throw that on the TV, and just kind of like follow a twenty minute video. You end up sweating pretty good and stretch everything out. They're decent. Yeah, man. I, I never even thought of that. But that's a really good idea. Yeah, I'm trying to build up like a little home gym here because, uh, you know, I'm not going to be able to go out into society all that much next couple oh, yeah. of months. Well, wh- when does weather really get shitty for you guys? That... Uh, probably or, uh, late December. We'll start getting sloppy. January is going to be fucking freezing cold. Yeah, January, February, just write-offs. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't get it, man. Like, I, I, um, not, I, I'm not one of those people like, oh, I hate the winters, but like, I don't mind the winters. The winters for me are like sixty to seventy percent all right. It's just like those really shitty days, um, and like, and like about twenty minutes every day of like walking from my car to work and back, or cleaning off my car <laughs> to go to work. Like, those are like. I mean, everything else I'm indoors, right? It doesn't really matter. But it's when shitty drivers take over the winter and and people who are just dicks, dick drivers, like every fucking asshole in an F-150. Kyle, I'm talking to you. Uh, every asshole in an <laughs> F-150 who drives like it's just a regular day in June when it's in the middle of a snowstorm just because you have uh, this big heavy truck that has four-wheel drive and probably oversized tires, like... All those assholes can lick my dirty ass because I cannot handle those guys. Oh, fuck. Yeah, and people not remembering breaking distance in the first time. Like, how is it every year that the first snowfall, there's a shit ton of crashes? It's just the way that it goes because people, what, forget that you give yourself a little bit of extra time? Like, fucking buy yourself winter tires like a normal Canadian as opposed to, like, saying, oh, no, they don't make any difference. Like, have you tried them, bud? Yeah. Like, I, I got to imagine in, in your region, it's probably, it matters a little bit more because, well, A, you probably get more snowfall than we do. But also, like, I got to imagine the the roads aren't aren't kept as well as ours, just, just in the sense of population. Like, a lot more cars driving on it, a lot more snow plows driving through it but maybe less roads i don't know maybe it's a trade-off but i don't know man like, i think i i think that a first and foremost if you are kind of new to driving in the area definitely get snow tires number two if you don't have snow tires and you haven't changed your tires in two years you're fucked like oh yeah all terrains or or all seasons can be really good if they're new if they're not new you're just you're just asking for trouble yeah, 
I, I think our area we're we're pretty much on par for what Toronto gets. Like I think you guys get more of the the lake effect, but you know at least we don't have to deal with the fucking traffic jams and the slush and all that shit. Like we oh, get some white out days. The slush is such a kick in the dick, man. I can't handle it. the slush. I you know what I hate the most? It's gonna sound so silly, but everybody who's who's um, gone through this will understand. Um, when you're walking in slush and you're like the, just a force of your foot hitting the slush, it splashes everywhere, and like you're you're stepping through it in hopes that you miss everything. But that one step where you, the foot that is your next step ends up catching a little piece of slush. In, like around your ankle area, like the ankle oh, bone, fuck. right where like you know your pant may not be and your boot may not be, and you just get that like little bit of, of slush on the inside. And you're like, oh fuck this! Fucking, you remember back in the day, like it'd be like first recess, uh, like when you were just a kid in school, and like you would manage to get that like icy bit around into your boot on like the first <laughs> recess and then for the rest of the day your fucking socks are wet and yes. fucking cold. Yes. Oh goddamn toes living in the swamp of it all. Did you do you have any like ridiculous elementary school stories? Like did you guys um, have any like crazy rumors or anything like that? No, we were pretty much just kids. Uh nothing like too exciting really happened. Uh I did hurt my back one time getting flung off a swing, but that was about it. I think that's the first time I hurt my back. I was an old man then. Fucking, I was on the backswing, and two kids grabbed my leg and pulled down. You know how, like, you... Yeah, and then I flung up. And, like, I knew I was in trouble when the whole fucking chain went slack because I was up above the fucking... the middle bar. So I let go, come out a couple of feet, and I land on my feet like it was a, a landing but my like legs were stiff so my spine <laughs> compressed and then like i just fell over i had to go to the hospital <laughs> oh my god <laughs> um that was fun though i i don't know why see i you, you did that you did like a true pro you like you tied a story into what we were just talking about um i have this like ridiculous story that i don't know why it popped into my head just as we're talking Maybe yeah. it's a vape that I hit earlier. I don't know, but I remember we used to have this this, this custodian. His name was Mister Gardinell, and he was like, I don't know what I don't know what his background was, but I'm gonna guess old school Eastern European, and like just just limped around the whole school, just like a grouch, like t- total grange, like you know, just always like ah fucking kids, ah fucking kids, you know. I was fucking yeah. making that. I remember being in the library. The library was across from the um, this, the uh, teacher's lounge and the teacher's washroom. And I remember, I didn't even put it together until years later, but I remember wa- seeing him walk into the library, pick up a magazine and a book just from the, from the shelf of the library, and then walk right into the, the teacher's washroom. And I remember spending, <laughs> sp- <laughs> spending the, the rest of the time in the library. So, like, I guess, like, a, a class of, what is it, like, 90 minutes or something? Like, maybe it was an hour. As we were walking out, I remember him walking out of the bathroom, putting the magazine back on the magazine rack that was in the library, and then smelling this fucking old man shit in the hallway. And th- <laughs> I, I didn't even do the math when I was a kid, but later in life, like, I put that all together and I don't know why I'm thinking about it right now, but it just made me laugh so hard 
like an in like a uh, inside laugh that like I could feel my back stif- stiffening up <laughs> from laughing on the inside. You know what's it. fucked up is like I have an initial reaction to that. Like it's fucking nasty to bring a book into the bathroom. Like if totally you do, right? then it's a bathroom book. Yeah. All right. But also. Who hasn't texted or searched the web on their cell phone for like a good fifteen minutes longer than you needed to be in there? Oh, <laughs> it's not the like artwork, I segregate my cell phone. All the artwork done on the Not After Thirty Network is done in the bathroom. Just for the record, just so so what's the difference knows. between that and a book, though? Like I'm okay with the phone, but like I hear a book going back into the library from the shitter, I'm like, mm, that's wrong. No. The reason why is because it's a public it, or it's a school library. There is a good chance someone else is going to touch that magazine. It's not <laughs> a good chance someone's going to touch your phone. Like, well, how many times does someone else that's not you touch your phone? Well, I guess maybe that's a great point to leave off on. We can leave with a public service announcement to all of Nana Nation. Remember like the it. next time your buddy wants to hand you his phone to see that funny meme or somebody's like, hey, enter your phone number into this. Remember what kind of a monster you are and what you do with your phone as you're sitting there taking a deuce or rubbing one out. You know you touch the screen afterwards. You're fucking gross. Don't touch phones. <laughs> so uh, for Anthony Alhefe and Tim Carr, the Midnight Owl, that is it. I think we're gonna call it. I think we're gonna call yeah. this episode. Don't touch anybody else's phone. Yeah, I'm good or with that. What, <laughs> what are you? Yeah, what are you doing behind locked doors? Like, yeah, uh, or dirty ass cell phones. How about dirty ass cell phones? Dirty ass cell phones. Yeah, I like that, um, dude. This has been a good one. I'm glad we got to touch base for a little bit. Um, I hope I hope Gary doesn't fuck you over. I hope you get your furniture soon. No one should be sitting on the floor, especially not for two months living in a place. Yeah, I'm not going to see it until January now. You fucking lied to me. I've oh, made three dear. more payments. Uh, yeah, I've paid three times for this furniture, like uh, payments on the overall uh, fucking loan, and I still don't have any goddamn furniture you know i don't know i don't know about you but uh there might be a bad google review from somebody if they can figure out what leon's is closest to belleville oh yeah i i I wouldn't want anybody googling the trenton leon's or mentioning gary in like a a nasty yelp review that would be terrible if anyone to the trenton Ontario Leon's page and left a bad review for Gary. You know, make, make it a make, don't give it like a one star. Give it like a two or three star, but make sure you you also refer to Gary as a third person talker. Is that a thing? Make sure make sure, <laughs> make sure it's like would have appreciated if Gary didn't lie to me. Although. Was ve- was very knowledgeable with his thirty two years of experience. <laughs> oh, all right, Tim. Yeah. Uh, for anything else, what what do, what do you want to tease the nation about? Oh, folks, thank you for the support. Uh, the family's going through quite a bit right now, and I just want to thank everybody. Right, it's uh, it's not been easy, but it will get better. Just keep swinging. Bravo, buddy. Um, listen, you need anything, you let me know. Anything I can do to help, I will. If you want to come hang out, sit on my couch, no problem. You can do that too. Um, 
With that being said, he's Tim Carr from the Night Owl. I'm Anthony Alhefe. Very happy to be recording. It's my first recording since lockdown, or maybe second recording since lockdown. And I, I had the exact same feeling. I just felt weird recording. And it's probably because I feel underproductive because I'm not at work. But with that being said, thank you so much for downloading, tuning in, and checking out the Not After 30 podcast. Talk to you soon. I don't know. I don't have a good sign-off. Hoot hoot. Bye. Yeah, me too. Good good idea. Oh, how does it feel? Get one under the belt. Oh.